This is Saving Grace, Living in Light of God's Love, a podcast ministry brought to you by Grace School of Theology, a seminary to the world committed to the truth of Scripture and life application through the lens of grace. And welcome to Saving Grace, Living in Light of God's Love. I'm Katherine Barner, and I am serving as your guest host again today. I'm joined today by Paco Cortez, Assistant Professor of Philosophy and Apologetics. Paco also serves as Director of General Education and the Registrar here at Grace School of Theology. And in today's episode, we are tackling the often misunderstood subject of apologetics. What is it, and what does it mean to our Christian faith? So, Paco, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for your uh, invitation. Yes, it's it's good to have you here. So we're both we're both kind of new at this thing. So right. <laughs> All right. Well, as I mentioned, we are we're tackling the subject of apologetics, and so as professor in this field, Paco, and and here at Grace, hopefully you can kind of help us dig a little bit deeper and get a, a deeper understanding of this. So let's start first with what is apologetics? Because when we hear the word, I think everyone thinks we're apologizing for something, Correct. and that's not exactly it. <laughs> That's not uh, exactly correct. Yes. Uh, yeah, actually, the word apologetics mm-hmm. comes from a, a Greek word, uh, apologia. Okay. In ancient Greece, the term originally meant uh, a defense in a court of law. Okay. So when someone was accused of a crime, they were, they were brought before a judge. Mm-hmm. Prosecutor presented the case against the accused, and then the judge would tell the accused, okay, you've heard the charges against you. Mm-hmm. Now it is time for your apologia or uh, your, defense. your defense. Okay. Yes. So in in the New Testament, actually, we do see examples of, of the word being used. Mm-hmm. Um, the primary example uh, would be 1 Peter 3.15, okay. where uh, Peter writes that we should always be ready to yes. give an answer or a reason for the right. hope that is within us. Right. The word there, answer, in the Greek is apologia. Okay. So uh, that's kind of the background of the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, the New Testament writers kind of uh, tweaked the definition mm-hmm. from being a, a defense in a court of law mm-hmm. to, uh, as we see in, in, in the context of First Peter 3.15, it's to, uh, to always be ready to give an answer uh, for our Christian faith, gotcha. that whoever asks, why is it that we believe mm. what we believe, then that we should be equipped to give an answer, to have a an response. Answer. So it. maybe we can uh, define theology as answering the what, what question. Okay. What is it that we believe? Mm-hmm. Apologetics deals with the why. So why is it that you believe what Perfect. you believe? So. I like that. I like that a lot. The the what and the why because it that mm-hmm. does. I mean, when you think about it, that, that helps to break it down because there is there is a what, and you're right. There is definitely a why that I would think would be a natural question for someone to say. Okay, you've told me that you do believe in this God. You do believe in in this Jesus that you talk right. about. Okay, why? So yeah. that that's okay. That's a really yeah. good answer. And actually, uh, theology or doctrine, mm-hmm. uh, a branch of theology is actually apologetics. Mm-hmm. So it's not something foreign to right. theology, but it's part of theology. It deals with the why question. Theology primarily focuses on what is it that we believe. Okay. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that answer. I think that that's going to help a lot of folks because, like I said, a, a lot of times when we hear these words, we just kind of, you know, make up our own meanings and go with, oh, well, it sounds like an apology. Yeah, so yeah. are we apologizing right. for what we believe in? <laughs> that can't sound, that can't be right. Right. Okay, so we're talking about 
giving a defense for for our Christian faith, like you said, why we believe what we believe. So, so let's dig a little bit deeper. What's involved in that? If I'm talking to someone and and there is that why question, how do I how do I do that? What's involved in defending my faith? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, because most of the time when when you talk to uh, individuals that are not believers, mm-hmm. that are not Christians, they will probably either explicitly or implicitly have a reason why they are not. Okay. Okay. They, they might be True. very outspoken, like a Richard Dawkins, mm-hmm. this well-known atheist mm-hmm. that uh, appears on shows and writes a lot and so on. Uh, or it, it could be implied, meaning um, someone uh, rejects Christianity for a given reason, but they're not very outspoken. Mm-hmm. And, and therefore, a dialogue with that individual will, would help mm-hmm. to kind of draw out the the objection. Gotcha. So when we talk to non-believers, they will probably have a reason why they reject the, uh, the, the gospel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So apologetics helps to remove that obstacle out of the way okay. so that they can see... Clearly. In its entirety, the gospel message. So maybe we can think of uh, apologetics as, and this is the word I use in in my classes, that apologetics can help as pre-evangelism. Okay. Meaning that it uh, it helps to remove the obstacles Mm -hmm. that people may... may, uh, Those walls that might be there. Yeah, that they might uh, build Mm -hmm. uh, to to not see the light of the Mm -hmm. gospel. We want to use that Mm -hmm. analogy. And so in pre-evangelism, uh, apologetics helps to remove that that obstacle okay. by answering their objections and and making it clear that the objection at the end of the day doesn't really hold water. Right. It's not very reasonable. Mm-hmm. So therefore, uh, as the New Testament uh, states, they're left without an excuse. Exactly. Right. So exactly. That, I, my contention is that at the end of the, at the end of the day. Every single person that rejects the gospel is not because they cannot accept the gospel or there aren't good reasons Mm -hmm. to believe in the gospel. It's ultimately because uh, they do not want to or they choose not to believe. Gotcha. Yes. So when you talk about some of those objections, and I think about, and these are things that, questions at least I believe that even believers have, but when you talk about some of those objections, you know, that people may have when, particularly when we talk about death and, you know, well, if, if God is so good, you know, if he's this wonderful God, why does he allow bad things to happen? Why does he allow children to die? Why did those sorts of questions? And so, Mm When when those are the types of objections that people have to to the gospel and believing and coming to faith in Christ, how do we tackle that, but still be sensitive, obviously, to the very real hurt that is there? Yeah, I think we have to make the the distinction between Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the facts Mm -hmm. of Christianity Mm -hmm. versus the emotional aspect of, of a human being. Mm-hmm. We have to recognize that we're not all intellect, yeah. but we're also emotional beings as well. So maybe a logical, rational argument to demonstrate how evil and God can exist at mm. the same time might, might, might be great, but it doesn't address the emotional distress right. that the person is, is facing at that moment. Mm-hmm. So we have to be sensitive to that and, and, and try 
to determine it, why that person is, uh, you know, ultimately rejecting the gospel. Yeah. Is it because of of, of the facts mm-hmm. of, uh, surrounding Christianity, or is it, is it maybe hurt? maybe a hurt? Okay. Yeah, an emotional pain. Okay. Which which anybody any 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 of us can experience. Exactly. And, and then and, speak to that. Exactly. Okay. And that that would would entail maybe uh, counseling, mm-hmm. being there for the person, right. uh, sharing in their grief, okay, and their pain. Maybe you've experienced the same kind of loss. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, extending your 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 hand or arm right. to to uh, to alleviate that pain. Okay. And then so, in that, cause, and it's I guess the, the picture I have in that then, particularly for a believer who's walking with someone through that, they're seeing the gospel walked out because everything you're talking about, extending a hand, helping that person, talking to them, they're going to see it. So speaking to the herd and then coming back around to the facts that they may still be struggling with also. Right. Okay. If in fact it is about. There are facts. Gotcha. If it is about the facts, sometimes it's just your emotional pain Mm -hmm. causes you to question either the God exists or, or the gospel right. and so on. So okay. we have to be very careful to identify what is it that is really going on gotcha. with that person. That's why it's very important to uh, to dialogue with people, mm-hmm. get to know people, mm-hmm. befriend them uh, as, a, as a means to then uh, right. share the gospel right. with them. And not just pounce on them. Exactly. And not just, <laughs> uh, you know... Uh, <laughs> Thump them with with a Bible, yeah, or just, or or just present your <laughs> arguments, and I'm going to show you how intelligent I am. That's not really uh, the end game mm-hmm. of apologetics mm-hmm. as pre-evangelism. I would yeah. say, and I would describe pre-evangelism or apologetics as pre-evangelism mm-hmm. in in a couple of other ways. That the target audience in pre-evangelism, uh, apologetics as pre-evangelism, mm-hmm. the target audience is non-believers. Okay. 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 Because we're we're trying to remove those obstacles for faith, and the end game of uh, apologetics as pre-evangelism is the sa- salvation of the soul. Gotcha. Of the individual, it's not to win argument. Right. <laughs> it's not to have a fight. To, it's not to demonstrate how smart you are. Mm-hmm. That's not the end game. The end game is that the salvation, salvation. of the yeah. of the person. Right. So I've heard this objection about apologetics that uh, you can never reason anybody into the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Well, apologetics, the goal of apologetics is never that. Right. It's to remove the obstacles that non-believers uh, bring to the table and remove those so that they can see clearly their need for, for Jesus. Yeah. And that ultimately there is really no argument or no excuses mm-hmm. not to believe wow. in Jesus. So, and, and then there is the salvation. And then, yeah, and, and remember how, how we use the word pre-evangelism. Mm-hmm. So apologetics never replaces or is never synonymous with evangelism. Right, right. You remove the obstacles first, then, first mm-hmm. and then you share the gospel. Got it. Because, again, the end game is to win the soul. Win the soul. Of the person. Wow. Yeah. That, that's good. I think that's, that will probably help some people because I think sometimes we do, we get so caught up in, in winning the argument, you know, and trying to prove our case that mm-hmm. we forget. And I like the way you put that, that the end game is about a soul being saved as opposed to, and I think particularly those of us who are in seminary and, you know, read all these books and we know all this this wonderful stuff, which is which is good. Sure. We we sometimes want to ram that down people's throats, mm-hmm. and especially like you said, if you're talking about a non-believer, they don't want to hear that. 
because right. they don't believe any of it anyway. Um, yeah. So I love the way you put that, that the end game is the salvation of a soul. Good yes. stuff. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, let me let me ask you this. And you touched on this a few minutes ago with the first Peter scripture. When we look at scripture, are there other examples in the Bible of apologetics? Now, you, like I said, I know you talked about the first Peter three. Mm-hmm. Um, are there others that we can go to where we see where we can kind of see apologetics in this in, in the Bible? Yeah, uh, I would say um, uh, and I'll start with the apostles Okay. Uh, in the in the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. When uh, the apostles are proclaiming the gospel again and again, and you you see that this pattern of the proclamation of the gospel, they again and again fall back on the fact of the resurrection. Yeah. If you notice that, yeah. Uh, so they proclaim the gospel, mm-hmm. and then they say, "Well, you should believe in our message." Number one, because we were eyewitnesses mm-hmm. of the person of Jesus, his works, his sayings, mm-hmm. his uh, miracles. And ultimately, we were also eyewitnesses of his resurrection. resurrection. So, therefore, believe in our message because Christ has, in fact, risen from the dead. And we are eyewitnesses to that event. Yeah. Yeah. So, again and again, we see that as the primary tool, Mm -hmm. apologetic tool of the disciples or the apostles. Okay. The appeal to the resurrection. It wasn't an appeal to a transformed life, ah, at least primarily. Right, right. It could be a secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Paul uses uh, that the appeal uh, to a transformed mm-hmm, life mm-hmm. that he once 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 a persecutor of the church, but the Lord reached them and changed them, and now he is a follower of <laughs> yes. Jesus. Completely different uh-huh. person. So he does, Paul does use a personal testimony or a transformed life as, as, as evidence of the reality of Jesus in his life. But it, it's not the primary argument. The primary argument, at least in the book of Acts, is the an appeal to the actual or historical fact of the resurrection. Wow. And then uh, uh, as we move on in the book of Acts, we see Paul, how he interacted with um, the Jewish leaders. Mm-hmm. That uh, We see also a pattern with Paul that as he got or arrived at different cities, mm-hmm. that he would go to the synagogue Always first the synagogue, yeah. and that he would reason. Not, uh, actually, the word there in, in, in the original language is not maybe as we would use it today mm-hmm. uh, uh, in the sense that um, some versions say are maybe argued. Okay. So it might it might have a, a negative connotation, mm-hmm. but it's actually as other translations have it that he reasoned with. Got so it. that means a, an open dialogue in which you present what you believe, and then your hearers have an opportunity to question you. Okay. So it's a conversation that they're having. A conversation. And uh, if you make a statement, you back it up with uh, evidences or reasons. Got it. So it was a dialogue slash debate. Mm-hmm. And, it, and for Paul, that was his mode of operation as he went into these different cities. Right. And he also, again, appealed to the fact of the resurrection. Wow. So those are the disciples. And then we see the supreme example being the Lord himself, the Lord Jesus himself, that and it's it's somewhat surprising to me because Jesus being God, mm-hmm. fully God, he didn't have to uh, make a, a case right. for his claims. He didn't have to prove himself. Right. He, he could have said to uh, his detractors, well, uh, I am. <laughs> I am God. 
Yeah, and that's the end mm -hmm. of the debate. But he no, no, he reasoned with he them, did. and he presented evidences and, and arguments. He said, "Well, if you don't believe my words, believe my deeds." Yeah. Uh, the blind see, the dead are being raised, the the deaf hear, and so on. Wow. So believe my works mm -hmm. then. And he proved it ultimately by the supreme work being his resurrection. Exactly. He told his disciples, well, when I am raised from the dead, then you will believe uh, in all that I have said to you. Wow. So even Jesus. I think used... that's so powerful. And that example that you're using as, a, as you're talking about Jesus, I'm thinking about, you know, if, if as you said, if Jesus as God himself took the time to reason, you know, with folks when clearly he didn't have to. He could have said, okay, this mm -hmm. is who I am, and I'm not having any more conversations about it. But if right. he did that, you know, as as God, then certainly we can, you know, as his followers, as believers, take the time to sit and to reason and have those conversations, like you said, those debates um, with people who don't believe what we believe, and again, going back to your earlier point, to get them to the point of salvation. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that example that you gave there right. of, of Jesus in the scriptures. Wow. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Kind of going back to, to, to the, an earlier point when we talk about the whole issue of defending defending the faith and and being able to have an argument to do that. How do we... How do we go about finding these particular arguments? Now, we've, we've, we've talked about some of them, but if we break it down, um, I guess, in, in a, little bit, a little bit more deeper, how do we find these arguments uh, in Scripture to show people um, that what we are saying to them is indeed the truth? Yeah, great question. And I'll, I'll share a little bit of my personal experience. Mm -hmm. Soon after I came to faith in Christ, um, I got acquainted with apologetics mm -hmm. and loved it. So it, it wasn't like I first tried to figure out the evidences mm -hmm. for Christianity, and then I, I made a decision to follow Christ. It was actually the other way the around. Reverse. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to a point where I, I felt that uh, there was more than this life. Mm -hmm. So I, I began to ask those those uh, tough questions mm -hmm. of, of life, like... Uh, uh, who am I and uh, why am I here? Yeah. What's the purpose of life? And so on. And uh, I did have uh, a, a grandmother mm -hmm. that was a believer. And uh, so I was acquainted a little bit with the church. Okay. But I never made a commitment to the Lord. But I got to a point in my life where uh, I, I felt that this was true. Yeah. But then after... After uh, coming to faith in Christ, um, I asked myself, well, if this is actually true, mm -hmm. then there must be good reasons to believe, to, to, uh, for, the, for the Christianity to be true. Right. I mean, it can't be just that I feel. Ah. So, plus I've always been kind of uh, an individual that asks questions, mm -hmm. that wants uh, reasons yeah. for something. The that why. I, I, yeah. <laughs> that I just don't simply believe it mm -hmm. because someone told me. So, that's how I discovered uh, apologetics. Okay. And uh, I didn't have any formal education. I had completed high school, but that was about it. But I started reading books on the subject. I remember the first book that I read was A Ready Defense by Josh McDowell. Yeah. It was, a, I guess, a, an updated version of his classic work on apologetics, uh, Evidence That Demands a Verdict. Mm -hmm. 
And I read that book from cover to cover, absorbed all the information, and it just blew me away that, wait a minute, okay, what I believe, it it satisfies my soul, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, my innermost longings, but it also satisfies my intellect. Right, right. This is great. So uh, that also uh, propelled me to uh, dig even deeper. Wow. I also, another book that I, that also um, uh, was a very influential was um, Norman Geisler's okay. book on apologetics. Mm-hmm. So um, to answer your question specifically, it, it does require work mm-hmm. uh, to study. Okay. But everything that is worthwhile, I think, exactly. requires hard work. Absolutely. And... Uh, I would say that it's part, it's not the only part, but it's part of growing in our faith mm-hmm. to be able to be equipped apologetically. Right. But again, if we want to grow spiritually, it requires work. <laughs> so uh, it requires uh, not only reading the Bible, because, uh, of course, um, there, there's going to be uh, individuals that might question the Bible right, right. And, uh, and what it teaches. Mm-hmm. So you need to know the Bible, first and foremost, well. And that requires study, um, uh, discipline, and so mm-hmm. on. Uh, as far as apologetics, it requires also to uh, get good sources, mm-hmm. read, uh, study, yep. be diligent, um, and, and persevere as well. To be able so, to answer that why. Right, yeah. right. Because the great thing about our faith is that uh, our faith is is not new in the sense that Christianity did not begin to exist when I came <laughs> right. to faith in the <laughs> right. Lord. Sometimes we we might get a sense of that, but we have a long history, 2,000 years, and there have been apologists throughout these 2,000 right. years that have uh, addressed probably all of our objections that we may have mm-hmm. about uh, that. I mean, we may hear or we might, ourselves might might bring. Yeah. Uh, they have been addressed one way or, or another mm-hmm. by some good apologists. Right. So it does require, so how do we find answers? It, it requires uh, to study, diligence, mm-hmm. perseverance. Those are all required. But again, it's it's part of spiritual growth. Exactly. It requires it, it requires that exactly. So, and I, th- I think I think too as I'm as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking you know the desire you know to to want to grow and to get deeper with God and to get closer to him. You're right. All of those things are a part of that. Um, we, we can't do it. We can't just sit and say, I'm going to just read my Bible because there's inevitably going to be something that we may not understand or that doesn't make sense. And so it takes some digging deeper, some studying on our own, some conversations right. with, with other people to help us understand what is God really saying here and what is he really saying to me and to my life. Yeah, and especially again with apologetics mm-hmm. in in popular culture, there are so many ideas out there yeah. that are presented as true mm-hmm. or assumed as true mm-hmm. that either contradict uh, the Bible or contradict the Christian faith exactly. or try to uh, they try to make the case that Christianity is not true. Mm-hmm. So we need to be equipped in order to be more effective witnesses. That's my. Uh, that's my contention. Right. To be more effective witnesses, we need to be aware of what's out there. Mm-hmm. What kind of arguments are out there that supposedly show Christianity to be false? Right. And be able to interact with those with arguments, that. with those individuals, mm-hmm. and be able to respond. Right. And again, it does require diligence mm-hmm. and uh, 
the desire. Yeah. Because it is true that we don't know everything <laughs> about everything, about every single discipline. Right. <laughs> so uh, uh, we need to be informed of uh, about what does contemporary science say about mm. uh, about the Christian faith, about the question of uh, a creator. Yeah. I'm not a scientist by trade, so I, I need to be informed yeah. by those that are experts in the field. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, uh, later on tonight, I'll be going to a, a, a conference on uh, on the origin of life. Wow. And a scientist, they'll be talking about, uh, you know, the, the most current uh, discoveries in mm -hmm. this field. So I'm not a scientist. I want to get informed. Exactly. I, I want to know what's the latest out there. Got so it. So either for for Christianity or maybe against, against right. and, 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 and be, be acquainted with. Right. So you, so, like you said, so you know what those arguments are. So when they come up, you're, you have an answer for right. that. And if we don't, mm -hmm. uh, well, let's, let's look yeah. for the right answers. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Let's go find it. Cause my, it is my, it is my contention that the answers are, are somewhere. Right. We just need to find them. Exactly. They're, <laughs> okay. in, they're in his word. Yeah. <laughs> we just in his word, it. primarily. And there's going to be, in all likelihood, there's going to be an apologist out there that has written either a book, an article, uh, posted a video right. somewhere addressing whatever objection you might be wow. uh, dealing with. So that's, that's good. That's really good. Let me ask you this before we go. So if mm -hmm. someone's listening and they're hearing us talk about, you know, doing this digging and, and having this desire, and they may have the desire, but, you know, the, the discipline that you talked about and and where can they go, um, I guess, really quickly, what are some quick resources? You mentioned two books that, are, that I think are yeah. really good. What are a couple of other resources that you might suggest for people that they can go to that so they won't feel overwhelmed they might they won't feel intimidated but something that may take them uh, slowly as they're starting to get into this this mode of being able to defend their faith yeah a couple come to mind mm -hmm. um, one uh, is a, a ministry called stand to reason okay and they have a website I believe it's uh, str.org okay and um, that ministry is very good. It, it's it's apologetically focused, 100. Mm -hmm. percent uh, But they deal with with hard objections, okay. But uh, in a very understandable manner. Nice. So it's not very highly intellectual. Okay, we because, don't need a theology degree to to go to their website. Exactly <laughs> right, or a philosophy major, <laughs> right, okay. or nothing like that. Okay, so that's the great thing about that. Um, that ministry, so you'll find articles on uh, from the reliability of the Bible to uh, questions about abortion, capital okay. punishments, contemporary social right. issues, and so on, on a very understandable manner. Got it. So that's one. Okay. Another one uh, is called, uh, actually, the ministry is called uh, Christian Research Institute. Okay. And the, their website is equip.org. Okay. They also are, are focused on apologetics mm -hmm. primarily. But uh, the articles that you might find there are, are also written in a very understandable Got manner, it. not highly intellectual. Mm -hmm. um, they do have a lot of uh, good material on cult apologetics, okay. which is defending the faith uh, with Jehovah's Witnesses right, right. or Mormons and so on. But they have articles on many, many, many issues, and again on a understandable level. Right. So those would be two two websites. Right. Plus, of course, on now on 
on, on YouTube. You can yeah. find great, great videos as well. Um, uh, an apologist that I like a lot is uh, his name is John Lennox. Okay, he's an Irish uh, apologist, mm -hmm. and he he speaks. Um, in a very, again, understandable, not very intellectual level. Got it. So I would recommend John Lennox okay. to you guys and to all our, our listeners. Awesome. He has a great debate with Richard Dawkins that ah. you should see because I think he's one of maybe the only Christian apologists that he's been willing to debate He's uh, he's, he's avoided all out. others. Yeah, but but it was it is a great uh, a great conversation. Okay, more conversation than debate, but it was good. Wow, very yeah. good. Well, those those are some really good resources. I, I appreciate that, and we'll um, we'll put those. We can tag those um, when we post the podcast, so folks can go and, and find right. those links as well. Yeah. Well, Paco, again, this has been a great conversation. This has been really good. So thank you so much for giving us uh, a better understanding of what apologetics is, first of all, and then giving us some practical tips to help us understand it and to kind of know how we need to walk this thing out. So to our listeners, we hope you've been encouraged by today's program. We've created a brief survey for our listeners. You can access this at gsot.edu slash podcast survey. Saving Grace is always going to remain a free resource, but if the podcast has brought value to your life as a listener, we would really hope that as many of our listeners as possible would take just a few minutes and help shape the future of Saving Grace. So again, that's gsot.edu slash podcast survey. To find out more about what God is doing at Grace School of Theology, we invite you to visit us online at partnerwithgrace.org. From there, you can find out more about our global initiatives, how to become a student, or register for our free course entitled The Grace of God. This course features powerful teaching from three of Grace's theological scholars and will help you truly understand the depth of God's grace. In addition, we welcome your questions and comments. You can email us at savinggrace at gsot.edu or follow us on Twitter at Saving Grace Cast. Thanks for joining us. And remember, the love of Christ can never be earned and can never be lost. You have been listening to Saving Grace, a podcast ministry of Grace School of Theology. For more information, visit gsot.edu slash saving grace. Views expressed on this podcast may not always be the views of Grace School of Theology or its leadership.